Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, Birds Down Under fans. I sound chipper, but I'm not. Uh, what a terrible, terrible finish to a very strange, unprecedented season. Uh, the Eagles today lost 27-10, to 10, I want to say, to the New York Giants. Yes, that's right, the team that we beat two weeks ago absolutely slaughtered us today in New York. Uh, it was a half-hearted effort by Nick Sirianni and the team. And if you listened to the podcast last week, you know that I was speculating that the Eagles might rest their starters. Well, Nick decided to sort of rest one or two starters and then leave the other starters in, and they got hurt. So A.J. Brown got hurt. Jalen Hurts dislocated a finger. Sidney Brown sounds like he's uh, blown his ACL out in his knee. So all in all, an utter disaster. Um, if the Eagles were hoping they could build up some momentum going into the playoffs, well, they did the opposite. And I thought this was a really foolish coaching decision by Nick Sirianni, and I'll explain why. Um one of the things that teams strive for and the statistics bear out that you want home field games in the playoffs, right? That makes sense. You've got your home team, uh, home fans cheering for you in, in football. That makes a particular difference because of the noise and when they make noise and when they're quiet. However, anybody who's watched an Eagles game recently, go back to the Cardinals game last week, knows that the Eagles got booed mercilessly by the home crowd. And I can tell you that had the Eagles played today in Philly, they would have been booed off the field for what they um, produced. The, the product was horrible. And so was Nick Sirianni really hoping to win the two seed? Which, by the way, the Cowboys slaughtered the commanders. Everybody saw that coming. Um, so it was never really, frankly, on the table that we could win the two seed. But if Nick was being really pragmatic about it, He'd say to himself, you know, I think we have a better chance of playing in an opposing stadium where at least our own fans won't be booing us the whole time because they will be booing us at home. And uh, I don't think either Nick was considering that angle or he was being realistic about it. But I have to say today was the day where I kind of shifted over into Nick Sirianni has some serious issues. And here's a little stat I'm going to drop out to you. Since the NFL switched to a 16-plus game season, 47 teams started 10 or 1 or better. Two ended the year with less than 12 wins, the 1986 Jets and the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles. That is the biggest collapse in NFC history. Okay, the Jets are in the AFC. So that is the biggest collapse in league history for an NFC team. Um, that's the scale and the magnitude of what we're looking at here. If, if it feels like, oh, wow, this is maybe this happens a lot. No, 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 it does not. It does not happen a lot where a team starts out 10-1 and one and then proceeds to pretty much lose out, barring one very, very close, um, underwhelming game against the New York Giants who they should have beaten. So uh, where to from here? We play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay next week. The Bucs aren't a good team, but right now the Eagles without any hyperbole, are one of the top two or three worst teams in the league the way they're playing. Um, and I question who they could beat at the moment. Maybe the Carolina Panthers, who are pretty poor. But I don't reckon we could beat many other teams. And I'm not just saying this as some, you know, down-in-the-dumps fan slash podcaster. I'm being quite honest with you all, and I think we're all seeing the same product on the field that I am, that we're a terrible team in every facet of the game right now. The Giants blitzed a ton today. And the Eagles had no answers on offense. Now, admittedly, Devontae Smith didn't play, um, and DeAndre Swift didn't play, and A.J. Brown got hurt quite quickly into the game on that Giants turf. Um, 
so certainly, you know, Jalen Hurts was playing without many weapons uh, at all. And then Jalen gets hurt. But, you know, it, I can say this. Take the Cowboys. If the Cowboys were down CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks, they'd have backups step up. They would. I, I have great faith in that Cowboys depth and the way they've drafted that they'd have some young guys step up. And they wouldn't be CeeDee Lamb. I mean, that guy's probably arguably the best receiver in the league this year. I think you could make that argument over Tyreek Hill. Um, Justin Jefferson's been hurt. Certainly A.J. Brown at one stage was in that discussion, but not anymore. Um, So yeah, I I still really feel like the Cowboys would hang 35 points on anybody, even with a starter or two missing from their skill positions. Eagles, this is one of the indictments of this team right now and on offense is that Brian Johnson, offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, um, and you've heard me make this comment before, it's like the offense is created around, you know, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and uh, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Hurts doing magical things and just playing kind of sandlot football and going around and and just, you know, beating people one-on-one. And that's how we succeed on offense. And there's very little scheming them open, very little kind of making things easy on Jalen. And today we saw that, right? Like our skill position players went out there and the offense just ceased to function. I mean, it was really remarkable to watch. And, you know, I I do say, and here's a prediction, all of our coordinators will be gone by the end of the year. And it's not completely out of the realms of possibility if they get blown out by the Bucs, which I think is a highly probable outcome, that the whole coaching staff is gone, including Nick Sirianni. That might seem crazy to think, considering this guy took us to the Super Bowl last year, and this is the third, third consecutive season to take us to the playoffs. But I have never seen anything like this. I've never seen a team fall apart this way. Um, the defense is absolutely disgraceful. And I was um, certainly of the camp that Matt Patricia was a wise person to hand the defense over to. He'd done it for a long time. They had really struggled against the Niners and the Cowboys. Well, what product we're seeing on the field now is far worse on defense than anything we saw um, back, you know, in Sean Desai's kind of reign. But I think everybody's gone, if I'm honest with you. I think everybody's gone. I'd love to see Al Harris, who's the defensive backs coach for the Dallas Cowboys, who's an ex-Philadelphia Eagle, longtime Eagle, come in as defensive coordinator next year. I think he'd bring a really fresh approach. I like the way the Cowboys play defense. Um, He would have taken a lot of Dan Quinn's learnings. Um, So I I think Al Harris would be a great defensive coordinator. As far as offensive coordinators go, I've said it before, Frank Reich is a known commodity, someone that gets along well with Nick Sirianni. I know that Jeffrey Lurie thinks a lot of him because he asked Frank Reich who uh, he should hire as his next coach, and Nick Sirianni was the gentleman that Frank Reich recommended. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me next year if we had Frank Reich as offensive coordinator and we had a new defensive coordinator. And again, my wish list is Al Harris. Uh, Aaron Pierce, the interim head coach of the Raiders, was let go today. He's a very good defensive coordinator. I'd also like to see him. Um, but expect wholesale changes, everybody. I think um, one of the things I'm seeing on defense right now is just a lack of hustle. And yeah, okay, maybe they're tired, but like there's a certain level of determination that comes with playing any sport, right? It doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. You know, dad's 40 and over, soccer, whatever. It requires you to actually want to go out and give a shit and chase plays down and and give your all. And I'm not seeing that on the defense. And I'm just, Avante Maddox, good gracious. He's come back from injury. That guy, now maybe it's scheme, but I saw him beat badly a couple times. And he was potentially in zone today and not in man defense. And, you know, from a layman's, 
viewpoint like mine, um, not knowing the, the scheme or the call. It just really appeared that he got burnt badly on a few plays, and I know he got burnt badly a lot against the the uh, Cardinals last week. So him him coming back has made little to no impact. In fact, I'd say, um, frankly, we're better off without him, um, with Bradley Roby, who now doesn't even see the field, which is perplexing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, folks, this is unprecedented what we're seeing, and I don't have anything good to say. Um, I really don't, you know. Kenny Gainwell got some runs in today and, and looked good as a runner. Uh, but then we stopped, of course, giving him the ball like we do. Um, Kez Watkins actually showed a little bit today, which was surprising. I thought Kez, you know, with his opportunities, made a couple plays. Nothing significant. I mean, geez, the offense didn't do anything. Marcus Mariota came in in replacement of Jalen Hurts and his dislocated finger. Um, you know, probably moved the offense a little bit better, if I'm honest. But again, you know, the, the results were the results. Um yeah, it's just what a weird season. You know, my daughter today said, what 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 good luck and good fortune I had last year starting a podcast and the dream run that they had. And it was. It was a dream season. So many things went well. Um, and there on the flip side now, running a podcast in a season where all of a sudden we are genuinely one of the worst, if not the worst team in the league. Um, and just to think we were 10-1 and one, and we beat the Buffalo Bills overtime game. And it's just like, wow, this team, this is just look at us. Um, but it was never easy, right? I think we can all admit it was never easy. Um, and now you look where we are and, you know, the, the, the blame lays squarely at the feet of the coaches, but I also hate to say the blame lays squarely at the feet of Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't feel like he's played well the whole season. He's played like 2021 Jalen Hurts, not 2022 Jalen Hurts. Um, and you know, here's a little theory I'm going to throw out there that he is sponsored by the Jordan shoe brand. Uh, and he wears Jordan's cleats. And I, I feel watching him like he always wants to be Jordan and have the ball in his hands, and which is why you see so many QB keepers, which I think are oftentimes Jalen Hurts' call. Um, you know, I think he wants to be the hero too much. And he's got to put his ego in the back seat and stop trying to be Michael Jordan because that's not, that's a different sport. Um, he's not the same type of talent. You know, Michael Jordan is a generational talent. Jalen Hurts is a good player. This year, he's, you know, good to average player. Uh, last year, he was a great player, but he needs to play in the system. And I really feel like Jalen Hurts has let the team down on so many occasions. And I was listening to a couple of guys I really like. Elliot Shore Parks um, is one of the kind of young guns in the Philadelphia broadcasting space now for the Eagles. And uh, Elliot was on with, I can't remember, but he was talking about how he'd reviewed every offensive snap and watched them three times over from every game from the Bills on. And he made the comment that Jalen's not played well and Jalen's left a lot of plays on the field. And I think, you know, Brian Johnson's obviously copped a lot of criticism. Nick Sirianni's copped a lot of criticism. And I, th I think a lot of it does sit at the feet of Jalen Hurts. And I don't think he's played well. And I don't think he's carried the team since the Buffalo game. Um, you know, he played fine against the Cardinals, I guess. But again, you know, some of those plays that were left out on the field were backbreakers. And certainly, you know, the reason the defense has gotten worn down is some of these three and out, some of these terrible drives we've had. And again, you you look at, you review the film and you realize, ah, there were guys open. He just, he's not seeing them. He's either going for the big shot or calling his own number or missing the second or third read. And again, that's bad quarterbacking. And that's back to 2021 Jalen Hurts, who kind of, as soon as he got pressured, he'd roll out to his right. Um... And that's what defenses are doing. You watch the Giants today. They just flushed him out to the right, occasionally the left. And, you know, generally the ball would sail on somebody and wouldn't be completed. So, um, 
you know, I think in a week we're going to be put out of our misery, and I actually frankly hope that we are. It's better for draft positioning, so um, we can kind of do a full debrief of the season. But it's been a weird one, everyone, and, you know, I'm thrilled that for the new fans who got to come on board last year and got kind of swept up in it, it was such such a fun ride, and sadly, you know, it's going to come to an end soon and hopefully put us all out of our miseries, but uh, very strange. But expect wholesale changes, and they really need to happen, and I'll Again, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if Jeff Lurie just said, Nick, I love you, but you've totally lost control of this team. And this is the worst, you know, this is the worst, uh, you know, the worst kind of capitulation of a team that I've ever owned. And I think we got to start again. And if it happens, I'll be of two minds, but man, oh man, it wouldn't surprise me. And we just, you know, you can't play this badly and not expect massive changes. And um, what undid Doug Peterson in his reign before Nick was that Doug was told you need new coaching um, blood in your coordinating staff, in particular his offensive coordinator, and Doug wouldn't do it. And Doug was done. So if Nick is too prideful or too stubborn to let, say, Brian Johnson go, um, you know, he could have the same fate as Doug. And it wouldn't surprise me. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So. Interesting times, everybody. But uh, thank you for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk after the Bucks game, um, which, you know, Tampa Bay is not playing great right now, but definitely enough to beat the Eagles. Like straight up, we play, we put the product on the field we put on the last six weeks. There is no doubt whatever the Bucks put on the field would be better than whatever we put on the field. And um, that will just not be enough to be competitive, let alone win a game. So um, not a lot to uh, to preview there, frankly. We're bad. They're not as bad. So there you go. There's my hot take. Anyway, everybody, talk to you next week. See ya.